Welcome to the Steel Hot Podcast. Uh, episode, I have no freaking clue. Just add one to the last episode that you watched. And if you didn't watch any episodes, I guess this one was episode number one. And as far as the season is, whatever year you're watching this in. Okay? Uh, we kind of lost track of the episode count since he took over uploading. Well, you're the technical. You're the one who's in charge of uploading now, so... Well, yeah. Well, in case you don't realize how things work in our business over here, he handles, like, 90-some-odd percent of all the technical stuff. I mean, he handles the coding for the sites and good work on getting the Bitcoin server up online. Um, he handles... Well, he actually went to film school. I didn't. I learned it the difficult way. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I, on the other hand, I'm the mouth of the business. I'm the one who's got the uh, the celebrity name. You know, and you're starting to see how much, you know, Hamilton Steel is such a small part of my career, but it was the most powerful name I ever had because it was made here in America. Uh, anyway, uh, I was looking at our podcasts and our podcasts, uh, despite problems with censorship and all of that other stuff, one podcast seems to have gone viral. And surprisingly, it was the one where we talked most about how people can get their freaking lives together. And so self-improvement, huh? Kind of, kind of. I, I think that's kind of affecting everybody these days when you look at it. Like, I mean, um, people are screwed. I mean, the world has never been more screwed up than it is today. And it's getting worse. Right? It's true. True. It's true. Because of censorship, I'm not going to get into the details of what's going on. But I can honestly say this started back, you know, about 10 years ago. Give or take. And it's been gaining momentum. And it's going to get worse before it ever gets better. No, it's right. going to come to a breaking point first. It, it, it is. I, I kind of like to think of it as like what's going on in the world is that we've got a snowball that's rolling down a hill and it's got to turn into a massive freaking avalanche and wipe everything out first before we can ever dig out from underneath it. And I thought because there's a lot of people who are starting, even within the industry, are starting to look at you and I and and what we're doing over here and starting to say, you know, son of a bitch, you bastards have really got your crap together. Like, I mean, we sailed across a freaking Atlantic, you know, and to avoid some of the bullshit. Had to. We, we had to. And it was pretty scary, especially when we hit that freaking storm. Like, I mean, we really went off course. Uh, to give you a little bit of background on it, um, I guess we were navigating with GPS and so forth. Right, and it was only takes so far. It was really fortunate because we had a debate about me bringing some of the navigational equipment, navigational tools I had, because I had taken courses in navigation. I just never actually sailed. You, on the other hand, are the pride of the French Navy, although you kind of, when you were sailing, were on much bigger things than what we were sailing across on, right? But you, you knew the basics. You, you knew what to do and you knew how to this way so you know the pride of france you had a much more rounded education than i could ever have in that respect so when we came out from the storm despite all of our efforts to try to keep our electronic stuff dry what we were using to navigate was dying and 
I was sitting there just going, please, 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 because we were so off course. We had no freaking way of knowing where we were. And I kept saying, just give me a reading. And we both were able to make it out. It was so faint. The screen was damaged, everything to it. And it literally, we literally just got... It's the... one of those where the backlights are dead. And you're like, you're yeah, yeah. You were doing everything that you could with a big light to try to get it and the whole thing. And we literally got the reading, wrote it down, and then the whole thing just shut down. And we've never heard from it again. And at that point, I sat there and said, okay, I really wish I had brought a couple of textbooks. Space was limited. But between Celestial Navigation and the whole bit, I managed to get us back on track. You hit the rack because we were awake for more than 24 hours battling this storm. And at one point, we had exceeded hull speed. And that was got to be the scariest freaking moment of my life. Because when you exceed hull speed, you literally start to lift out of the water. And uh, we lost a water purifier along the way. I mean... Uh, we lost, it, a lot. we lost a lot we thought we had patched every hole on that ship and uh you know to give you an idea that ship had sat in storage for 12 freaking years from when i bought it and it wasn't looking too good when i bought it i mean it was oh it's gonna be a project to fix it's gonna be this and i never got around to it and uh during the lockdown we ended up having to find supplies and the whole bit anyway, long story we got 20 hit. tubes of caulking and then just toss it in the water. We just did everything we could. You're going to have to raise your voice with that uh, that mask. And yeah. you're going to have to talk right at this. So, Alexander Dumas, and I'll paraphrase him. He said something very profound. And he said, you know, in life, you can be... And you know what? I'm going to get the actual quote. Meanwhile, I somehow have to entertain you guys. Because yeah. you're going to be on that thing for the next two minutes. Yeah, say something. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I smell burning, huh? Uh, Captain Monte Cristo. No, that's just my skin underneath this mask. Got a bad run-in with a volcano. Well, I gotta ask a question. Why are you Darth Bear? Is it just because Halloween is coming up? Um, well, no, it's just because the mask was cheap. Oh, so you did it like how we typically do absolutely everything in this business. Yep. Gotcha. We run up. And the bears an attempt to get around freaking Disney. Oh, those people. Well, you know, he, he's, he, he, he's, I don't know, but he's definitely not the character of the mouse land. Anyway, here's what Alexandre Dumas said, and he's a French author. Life is a storm, my young friend. You will be in the sunlight one moment and be shattered on the rocks the next. What matters, what makes you a man is what you do when that storm comes you must look into that storm and shout as you did in rome do your worst for i will do mine then the fates will know you as we know you and i think that's a pretty motivational and profound thing to say don't you because we live in an era where people are being called toxic where all kinds of crazy stuff going on, right? You know, and I'm going to direct this not just at males, because there's, you know, you'd have to be an idiot not to figure out that there has been, I, I wouldn't say a war, but some sort of convergent interest. A good way of putting it? It's not Probably. a conspiracy theory, but there's a lot of people out there that 
there's a lot of organizations and so forth out there that really want to kind of subdue males, right? Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say... I think, okay, they're going after males, but I think they just want to attack one group and polarize. Well, and I, Males are just well, the group they've picked. That's the politics, and I'm going to get to that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, this is going on, and I'll say this much. If you attack one of us, you tend to attack all of us. I mean, you know, when you see a person in the street getting a snot beaten out of them, okay? The fact that you see that makes you part of it, okay? You know, what if? And it will change you. What you decide to do will determine what kind of person you are. It really does. And it will get into your psyche. And this is where the rot and the poison in life gets into you. Now, obviously, that fight between those two people probably has nothing to do with you. It's not your, any of your business. But I would have to say that if you're a prudent individual, you will take a moment to try to figure out what's going on. Is this a mugging? Uh, is this two junkies fighting each other? Is somebody going to get stabbed? Is this two teenagers slapping each other? And just because they're fighting... You're trying hit, to figure out the context. The context of it. And if when you add it up at the end of the day, or at, during this moment, and you've only got a few seconds to make a judgment, yeah. we all know that. And you decide to implicate yourself in that situation. That's going to say about you. Like, I mean, if I was to walk down the street and I saw somebody trying to rape a young girl. Or a young guy. Just trying to rape some Men get raped too, right? More often than women, apparently. My first thought would be, what's going on? My second thought would be, because i got to preserve my life. I'm a Sigma male, alright? So I always think about what's in my best interest. If I see a gun... I'm not likely to jump in there gangbusters, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but under other circumstances, yeah, I'm likely to run over and kick the guy in the face, you know, get the person out of there. And I would do that not for their benefit, but when you rationalize it at the end of the day, if I turned around and walked away after seeing something like that, it's as if the person who did the attacking attacked us both. Because it's going to sit in my soul. Yeah, it's going to sit on your conscience. And right now, despite the fact that I'm a pornographer, despite the fact that I'm a porn star, I've had sex with more women than the average man could ever possibly imagine. And got paid for it. And got paid for it. I can still look myself in the mirror every day. I don't have a problem with that. And I think that's something that a lot of people can't do. And a lot of it is because they've just not taken control of themselves. And this is where the politics comes in. Okay? The greatest impeachment to your life, male, female, and all points in between, is not your neighbor. It's government. Because you see, it's not in their tactical advantage to ensure that you're happy. It's not to their best interests to make sure that you are pursuing your best interests. And I could point to 
thousands of examples out there about that. Um, for example, I was speaking with an individual. He's a retired real estate salesperson. And I asked him calmly, I see your granddaughter's following in your footsteps, right? And he says, yeah. And he says, you know what's the irony? He got his, I guess it's a license. He says he got his license in 1970. And he said all he had to do was walk into the post office, fill out a form, pay them $15. Back in those days, I guess that was a fair sum of money, right? Yeah. And boom, there was his license. He says, well, now is his granddaughter. It's practically a college course. She's thousands of dollars into this, and she has to go to school, and she had That's insane. And who created that? Government. The government. Um, look at what's going on. Another good example over here, okay? There's no secret that I tend to like cars, right? I like cars. I like boats. Heck, I even do. like planes, okay? Like, I mean, I really like planes, too, okay? You know, I wish I could own something like a Spitfire, you know? I wish I could fly. I don't know how to fly. But all that said, I happen to like things that move. I like horses too, right? And I had a lot of regulations with them. They're trying to shove the electric vehicle down our throats at any cost, right? And for the dumbest and expenses. I kind of sit back saying, it should be my decision as to what I want to drive. But if you're really truly concerned about helping people, and helping the environment, then the solution isn't an electric car. It's compressed natural gas cars. Mm -hmm. Because you can take any gasoline car that's currently on the market, and people can put a conversion kit in it. Believe it or not, it is literally that easy. And bang. And natural gas burns 100% clean. Yeah. Furthermore... By the time you... Well, take electric cars. You take the chemicals involved in the process to boot well, the generators, the batteries, the mining, and all I, that crap. I, I will say this: we're going into uncharted territory with the electric car, it, it, right? I mean, not that ecologically friendly. If I need parts for my car, I could go to the greatest recycler going, which is a scrapyard. Pull a part off a car and put it on my car. There's tons of them out there. Okay, there are people who go out there, and we've seen the videos. They're on YouTube. Okay. They go out there and they go into a, a car graveyard, a scrapyard that's been closed for decades. And we watched this one man and his son pull a 1940s milk truck, not with a with a, a tow truck out of it. He pulled it out by getting the truck to run by just a few things there. He drove it home. You know, hadn't run for Lord only knows how long. It looked like heck. But these vehicles are recyclable. Okay, the gasoline ones. And when we talk about the modern vehicle, like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm just happened to be a person who really loves cars. The emissions on them were disgustingly low by the 1990s. This is in a properly functioning modern car. Okay, there's almost nothing coming the, out of the back the end of it. The old movie trope where you put the uh, hose in the tailpipe and... That's pretty hard to do today to kill yourself, yeah. to commit yeah. suicide using uh, the carbon monoxide coming out of a car today. Okay, because like, I mean, the emissions are really low on those things if the vehicle's maintained. And natural gas, same thing, burns cleanly. But the government is trying to shove it because it's in their best interest. They're obviously under the thumb of corporations and so forth. And how this plays out to you as a person is that you've got all these stumbling blocks. Like, I mean, I went to college, all right? I'm not just a uh, I'm just not another pretty porn star face, okay? I actually went to college. You agree? Uh -huh. yeah, well, you know, I get the job done. 
when I went into the workforce, it was the late 90s, early 2000s, and what I got hit with was literally my skin color and male need not apply. And I thought to myself, why am I paying for the crimes that somebody committed during the 50s and 60s? I wasn't even alive then. Why is this my fault? <laughs> and literally one person that I was very qualified for says to me, yeah, but you know, if I hire a woman for this job over here, I'm going to get this subsidy, this rebate, or whatever the case is, etc., etc. And he just had to find a female that could reasonably do the job. It didn't matter how qualified I was. You know, and one thing led to another, and from a few friends inviting me out one night and daring me to get up on stage at a strip bar during a Jack and Jill night, that's when both the men and women dance and they take turns, I got up on stage, there was no licensing, no anything required, and the next thing you know, I was making money, and bang, a porn star was, was en route, okay? Didn't take long after that. And that was the thing about the adult industry is back then, is that it was unregulated. I mean, I could show up, and the only question anybody had was, can you or can you not do the job? All right, take your clothes off, let's see what we're dealing with here. I mean, it was the greatest job interview going. I mean, I had been in job interviews prior to that. That's you know, 45 minutes at one point. And this is how the government keeps you down. I got lucky. I got lucky because whether it was my upbringing, whether it's my genetics or whatever the case is, I can do something that 98% of the men in this world can't do. And that was I could get on camera and I could have sex. Didn't mean I was stupid or anything to that effect. It just meant this was a door that was open to me. But it was sad also because I had spent all that money. I had done all that work in college. And now I was pretty much told to go, you know, Go F myself. Yeah. You agree? Mm -hmm. Government is not your friend. If you think Democrats and Republicans are two different parties, you know, you're kidding yourself. We're getting ready for a midterm election, and I see the same insanity going on again. And I think to myself, when I look at the public, how many When are you going to learn? When are you going to learn? You know? So, These people are not making their life They're not better. your friends. Neither side of the fence. And maybe that's one of the things that makes us so appealing, like as adult content creators, pornographers, is that we're acutely aware of who is and who isn't our friends. True? Mm -hmm. And we've done business with people who aren't our friends. But you'll notice we're very, you know, let's just define what this is. Let's get this in paper, uh, you know, all in writing, the whole bit. And they've even still tried to come back and stick it to us. And, well, I'm not going to get into particulars, but we have played dirty pool when somebody with sufficient power and wealth has tried to stick it to us. We've been able to say, well, if you want to go that route, this is what we have. And it's amazing how quickly power takes down power. I don't have to actually be stronger than the next guy. I just have to be more trouble than I'm worth. Yeah. That's true. That works. That works. That works incredibly well. It works well. And, you know, anybody who grew up in a ghetto or a gutter, as I like to put it, or the projects or anything to that effect, will tell you right off bat, when you see the big guy coming at you and he's ready to beat the living hell out of you, all you have to make sure is that he understands is that he's probably going to win the fight, but you're going to make him pay for it. You're going to make him hurt. And 99.9% .9 of the time, 
that guy will back off. You know, decide you're not worth the effort. You're not worth the effort. And really, <clears throat> government has a lot in common with a bully and that they're cowards. They're not looking to go after a wolf. They're looking to go after the easy target. And to that effect, I've come up with a philosophy in life. I've said, and this is after the two-year hide underneath your bed from a cold, I've said, the world can be broken down into three groups. For the most part, almost anything can be broken down into three groups. You agree? Well, it could go guys. Only two if you want. Well. You ever heard that joke or anything in the universe is either a duck or not a duck? Yeah, I've heard it. But I'm going to be a little metaphorical here, okay? How's that? There are, in this world, there are predators and then there are prey. But in the human world, there are predators, there are prey. And then there is livestock. Now, the predators are easy to understand. It's everybody that's trying to go after you. It's trying to get you. It's trying to tax you. It's trying to stick it to you. It's trying to make you jump through hoops and the whole bit. Prey. You ain't prey. They're not preying on you. Okay? If you're letting them do that, they're not preying on you. Because, you see, if you go out into the wild, okay, when the wolf is stalking a herd of deer, the herd of deer run away. They don't make it easy. Okay? Prey don't make it easy for the predators. They make the predator work for it. They make the predator work for it. Okay? To that effect, the predator is only going after easy targets. Okay? He goes after the old. He goes after the weak. He goes after the easy targets. Livestock is what the majority of people are in this world. Because, see, they've been groomed to be weak. And this is where all of this game is played. This is why... You'll have stuff like everybody during uh, the two-year common cold shutdown. You had people sitting back saying, oh, look at how nice the government is. They gave over a thousand some odd dollars to every single person out there to help them weather through it. No, they didn't do that. What they did was they laundered money that went from the public in the form of taxes and so forth back to the rich people. Because you got to think about it. What happened to everybody who got that check from the government? I'll tell you what they did. They went on Amazon, they went to Walmart, they went to all these places, and they spent it. And it went right back to the rich people. And that's what they did, was they were literally, this is in many ways, almost $4 trillion was taken away from the public funds and somehow ended up well, in just, the hands of the same wealthy those, people. Uh, vaccine counts? Like, how many vaccines have they ordered? Billions. Billions. Right. I, that came out just recently in European. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, they ordered and spent so much money that there's now at least another five vaccines for every single person in Europe. I mean... And they did that with your taxpayer money. They did that with your money. So the solution is to start ignoring government and start getting control of yourself. If you discipline your body, and you got to be smart up here, and you got to be smart here physically. Strong here and strong here, all right? And it literally does start by taking charge. The way you exercise this part, okay? There's no magic. There's no secret. There's no uh, Jordan Peterson 12 steps to life or anything to that effect, okay? You first start by reading. And it doesn't matter what you read. I'm going to be the first one to say it, okay? It's an exercise to sit there and use the book because you're engaging your mind, okay? If you're reading, 
I know. Start, it's start reading your receipts from the supermarket. It might be getting uh, scammed. Well, this is just it. Stop receding. You see, the mind is a muscle. All right? I will tell that to everybody. It's a muscle. And if you fail to use it, you lose it. Atrophies. It atrophies. And we live in an age where people are sitting there listening to cable news shock jocks click, We've seen that space outfit. We've had that space outfit on us. How many people do not have an opinion of their own? They have none of their own. I mean, we've seen that on our sets. We've had talent because we're filming the young talent and they're the worst of it. It's actually funny because it's the young talent that are the worst of it and the older talent, the baby boomer talent. Because, yes, we do film a few lines with, you know, grandmas and so forth. And in both cases, I've witnessed something in between takes. If we take more than 30 seconds to a minute, there they are on their phone. Tell me what to think. And we've tried to have conversations with them. And it, 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 it's it, like talking to a wall. Yeah, you're better off talking to a wall. So just read. And you don't have to read heavy books to start off with, okay? You don't have to sit back and read Dostoevsky, okay? I do, but you don't have to. You don't have to read Alexandre Dumas. You know, you can read a simple science fiction fantasy novel, okay? You can read Young Adult, okay? You can read, uh, what's that Wizard Boy one? You can read that stuff. That's not a problem or whatever. You can read that stuff. The important thing is that you read. And if all you do is load a freaking Bloomingdon book on your phone, and every time you go to the John, you read one page, at least that's a start. And now the second thing you got to do is you got to get your body in control, okay? One, get the freaking junk out of your damn fridge. Get off the freaking booze, okay? Hey, I'm clean and sober. I know what booze can do, all right? Get the damn junk out of your place. Stop putting garbage in your body because it only, A, makes your brain weaker and B, makes you dependent upon the same bastards that are trying to screw you over, a.k.a. the government. They love it when you can't get yourself together because they can sell you all the stuff, that magic pill, this, that, and the other. There's no freaking magic pill for obesity, okay? Begging for the fact that there are people out there who have certain medical conditions that can lead to that, I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say the vast majority of people don't. What you have is too much of a this problem. And you sit on Stop your... Stop because you're bored. Yeah, yeah, you're bored. You're sitting there. You're watching whatever movies you got on freaking damn uh, on your screens. And you're stuffing your face. That's it. That's what's going on. Okay? And knowing what to put in your system isn't all that freaking difficult either. Okay? Yeah, you got your food groups. You got your this. You got your diet over here. Carnivore, Atkins, whatever diets. Okay? How about just making it real freaking simple? You get up in the morning. And you eat something. Most people skip breakfast, okay? Keep it simple. It's like the kiss formula. Keep it simple. Stupid, okay? A little bit of oatmeal. You can still have a cup of coffee. I like my coffee, okay? Anybody who's clean and sober will tell you we drink a lot of coffee, right? Yep. But I realize I do that. And I try to scale back on it every chance I can get. So a cup of coffee is still acceptable. Moderation. Don't go looking for the, for the chocolate snack. Don't go looking for the sugar, okay? When it comes to lunch, stay out of the freaking fast food lane, okay? Make yourself an actual freaking damn meal. Leave the freaking pre-prepared food alone. 
Learn to freaking cook something for yourself. Yeah, it's a thing, but like, you pretty much have to bring something well, with you. Well, this is it. And is it going to kill you? That's my question. You're sitting there for how many hours watching the freaking damn screen? Is it going to kill you to spend 20 minutes in the kitchen preparing your meal for the next day? Is it? No. Next. Worst case scenario, if you're really that attached, put on an audiobook or a podcast while you do it. Yeah. Next step. Get your butt into a gym. Okay? And don't expect miracles. Don't come in there. And you're not there for everybody else. I see guys do this every freaking day. They look at the muscle-bound guy over there who's been lifting weights for the last 10 years. Or maybe he's on steroids. Who knows? But that's not your problem. You go in there, and you try to lift way too much. And somehow I see guys, they succeed to do it. And then they're not back again because they pulled muscles. They've hurt themselves a whole bit. Look it. Small steps. Okay, small steps. It's not a competition with them. It's a competition with you, yourself. Okay, you get in there because here's the magic thing. The more you discipline the body, the more the mind follows. Someone said to me, and I'm not getting into politics. I'm an, uh, I'm an anarchist, okay? My philosophy, the only way to make democracy work is with a guillotine in every office and an angry mob outdoors. That's my way how democracy works. Okay, all this voting stuff, I mean, quite frankly, I could, I would wipe my behind on a voting ballot, all right? That's how I am. The point that I'm getting at is, when it comes down to it, is that a lot of people who go into the gym and they continuously go, they seem to have similar, pro, uh, similar philosophy, shall we say, on politics and life. And that really is, get off your butt and do it for yourself. It's like your mother. Look, I ain't your mother. I ain't doing it for you. And that leads me to the third. There's a third. lot of lazy people out there who it's want laziness. government to be their mother. They want government to be their mother. Okay? And that brings me to the third thing here. Okay? Clean your freaking home. Do you know how many... We, we walked out on, on, on a gorgeous looking girl. Got a big freaking damn, you know, on the wall. Her freaking degree from Harvard University. Okay? And we're standing in the place looking at it because we were going to film there. She didn't want to film at our place. We offered, said, okay, we could go there. We go to her place and I'm like, I got to bring in a freaking wrecking crew to clean this place here. I got flea bites on my ankles standing there. 22 years of age and she can't pick her stuff up. But somehow she managed to graduate college. What does that tell you? She should have gotten a degree in being a maid. That way she would have you know, what's clean. funny is we've got another partner in this business, the woman. And at one point in time, she used to run a cleaning business, okay? And her whole philosophy on the medical industry changed radically one day. When there was this man, he was in the newspaper, he was celebrated for whatever freaking damn procedure he did. I'd have to have her here on the show and get her to discuss it, right? Point is... She got asked to go clean his place, and as she put it, she says it was the most vile, putrid thing. You gotta think, okay? Here's a guy who's supposed to know hygiene inside out. He puts his hands into people's body cavities, okay? He cuts them open, and he holds hops in his hands. And she's like, oh my god, this guy is disgusting. And that kind of tells you something. Just because you get a degree on your wall doesn't mean... it. A degree doesn't mean jack shit. They used to, when I was a kid, argue between book smarts and street smarts, okay? And I'm going to say book smarts are nice. They really are. If you want a job okay, down the road, maybe it'll get you a nice one, all right? I'll argue you. You're better off studying to be a, a freaking welder or a plumber, and I tend to have more respect for the trades. But, hey, 
if you could somehow manage to go to Harvard, go to whatever school it is, and get yourself enough freaking degrees that you become a high-powered lawyer, all the power to you. But what I am going to say is just because you got that paperwork that sits on the wall that says you're some sort of brainy, intelligent person, don't mean jack crap. Okay? It especially doesn't mean anything if you can't take a bloody punch in the nose. Because life will crash you against the rocks. Okay? There's a saying, life sucks. Well, it does from time to time. And we tend to be in a situation in life where we try to live for fun and those good feelings and those good times because we're all freaking addicts on some form. Nobody likes pain in life unless you're part of the BDSM community and you're some sort of sick, twisted nut. True? Sure. Point is, clean your home. Work out your body and start to exercise your mind. And the other thing which you could do about exercising your mind is start to learn skills. Ask yourself, can you change the oil in your car? Can you change the tire on your car? Okay? Do you know how to clean your own toilet? Right? Do you need a flow chart to figure out how to clean your own backside? Because there's people out there that are like that too, okay? I'm not going to lie. Learn some skills. That could be your first thing to read. A how-to book on how to do something. Anyway. That's my self-help thing. Smarten up, straighten up. There you go. It was the same advice that my grandmother and my great-grandmother would give you. That stuff hasn't gone by the wayside. And men, this is the only time I'm going to specifically, uh, you know, steer that men. No one, absolutely no one can emasculate you. No one can make you feel bad for being a man unless you let them. If they want to call you toxic, if they want to tear you down, if they want to do any of that stuff, you go ahead and you say to them real fine, give it your best freaking shot. Because, like Alexandra Dumas said, because I will give it mine. Don't go around being a belligerent asshole. Alright? But just simply look at it. And how many times have you seen me say this to somebody? Because we deal with some pretty shady people. We deal with attitudes. The people we film are civilians, not professionals, okay? I like professionals, but where we're located and whatnot. There aren't we, that many. There aren't that many. We deal with a lot of civilians. And I've had guys get mad, guys bigger than me. What's the first words out of my mouth? Your call, pal. How are we going to deal with this? It's not about going around clubbing everybody belligerently to prove that you a man. It's about saying, I'm standing here, this is where the line is drawn, and yes, I have a club. You cross that line, and then it's going to be a different story. But first, you cross that line. Okay? And in this day and age, that's kind of a survival strategy, because nine times out of ten, if you go to court or something to that effect, one of the first questions is going to come out, who started it? Okay? Don't go looking for it, don't go provoking it, but be prepared to stand your ground at all times. And ignore the freaking idiots whose only skill is this. Ha 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 ha. Ignore them. They ain't worth it. Okay, guys? That's the whole thing. And also, get your freaking butt in the gym. Anyway, should we discuss the adult industry? No, no, I think it's pretty good. 